Previously on Overthinking It Recap 24. Cold brewing is an artisanal, painstaking... Alright, I'll meet you in the panic room. Catelyn Stark is working with the Prime Minister of Britain. Like, maybe Margot Al-Harazi gets killed and the sun ends up being the real yeah. bad. Kitty Pride <laughs> often played catcher. Beast, you know, somewhere in the outfield because he could hop it back. It's progressing a lot faster than the doctors anticipated. We still have time, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, there's still hours left, and as long as there's hours yeah, yeah, left, yeah, yeah. Jack Bauer's going to keep going. Below his bottom lip, there's a, conne- a, a small connector of hair. Yeah. That, it's, like, it's like a little sideways bow and arrow. It's the most splendid and um, mesmerizing thing I've ever seen. The mustache phone is one of the several phones that will be ringing. Given what we just talked about, this is really feeling really ominous. Yeah, I don't know if I want to answer this call. The following takes place between 7 p.m. and 8 p.m. Hello? Hello? Fenzel, is that you? Eric, 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 you're you're alive. I mean, we knew you were alive, but you're really alive. No, I'm alive. Okay. I'm alive. Um, Eric, what happened? Who's there with you? Who's that? Uh, that, It's it's me. It's Ryan. Yeah, you remember Ryan? I'm back from getting coffee. He's like a little bit smaller than I am, like easier to lift. Right, right. What, What kind of coffee? We we had mostly espresso based beverages. Yeah, I had a uh, I had a soy latte. It was actually quite delicious. But it's because our because Matt Rather was working on uh, cold brewing for us, and it wasn't going to be ready in time. Yeah, but but he had been working uh, with some uh, uh, artisanal cold brew technology. Matt Rather had access to cold brew technology. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. He w- he had been working on it for a while, and it was a it was a really good, uh, really uh, top notch system. I think yeah, no acidity at all. Do you have the technology right now? Uh, not in the panic room. We're locked in the panic room right now. Okay, good. Good. Where's Rather? Uh, he's he's a, in, in medical care. He he got shot um like an hour ago. Oh god. Uh and and but he's he should be stable now. Um I handed him off to the medics. Are you saying that this is this is all about the cold brew coffee? Look, it's bigger than coffee. The the cold brew technology it doesn't just work on coffee. With it, you can cold brew anything. Wait, what? <laughs> there's, so there's an underlying architecture of deliciousness? Yes. Yes. It can be used on anything. Oh, Beer, my God. Soda. What? <laughs> what? Water, even. Oh, my God. If this technology falls into the wrong hands, they could cold brew just people. It would take a while, but yes, you could cold brew a person. I guess what you're saying is that it is imperative that we find and secure the cold brew. Right. It is imperative that you find and secure the cold brew technology. But it's also imperative that you continue your real-time recap of 24 Live Another Day. Copy that. Copy that. Got it. Thanks, Eric. We'll catch up with you. We'll, we'll call you in... Uh... We'll call you at uh, eight eight oh was it uh twelve eight twenty twenty fifth. We'll talk to you in about an hour. Okay. All right. Good. Do you want to hear about any more X Men in baseball positions? Uh, just what the juggernaut was. Um, he was third base coach. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. <laughs> I'm, I'm just. I'm glad he's he's doing okay. I mean, I was worried because you you know you caught me up to speed a little bit. Um, but I haven't really talked to him today, so it's it's good just for a little check in. You know. Yeah, I'm a little concerned that he doesn't seem unduly concerned with what took place. Uh, 
But you know what? No, never mind. I'm sure that that's not a not a huge deal. I'm sure that there's no no funny business going on, nothing untoward happening. It's just uh, you know you recover and you want to get back to business as usual, which is what we are about to do right now. Is that not it, Ryan? Is that uh, yeah? Not the we're case? we're just continuing. We are just you know we're getting back to business as usual. But you know I also know that this this you know half day that we are spending together is you know we're we're well past the halfway mark and it's it's you know i thought it was one thing i thought this this day that we were going through was one thing but you know when those sniper bullets came through um the the our our floor to ceiling windows uh, and, and matt came tum- went tumbling out of them i knew that i, I started to get an inkling that it was another thing that was going <laughs> Um, and, and so I, but we're still, we're not sure we're, it's getting clearer and clearer what it is that we're grappling with here, um, today, uh, in this recap, but we're, we're also, even while trying to understand what it all is, uh, we we have an episode to deal with. Right. Uh, exactly. And, and, and so we have to deal with the task at hand. Time waits for no man. Indeed. Exactly. And this is in fact an episode about the task at hand, as it were. Uh, well, we can talk a little bit about enjambment to start out with, right? Because this is a lovely enjambed uh, 24 episode. Uh, yeah, you, so, well, tell me what you mean about that. Well, so enjambment you know, is the phenomenon where you take the natural breaks and lines of poetry and you don't line them up with where the lines would actually end, right? You you run on to an, another another sentence, right? Um, uh, I guess what, like, uh, you know, if it's like tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forest of the night – what immortal hand or eye could frame that fearful symmetry? Uh, I guess that one has no enjambment, right? Because everything ends right at the end of the of the line, right? right? Everything. But if it was like tiger, tiger, I knew that it was a tiger, right? Like, and it's like, <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, so if it, so, if it were like the um, like the beginning of the Lion King, we're like lion, lion, it's a lion. <laughs> Wait, that's the beginning of the Lion King. Yeah, yeah. The the thing that that sung, um, you know, that the sung part in the beginning of the Lion King, the, in the Zulu translation from Zulu is basically what like that. Wait, what? Really? <laughs> the heart of gonna be that thing. Yeah, yeah. It's basically like lion, lion. It's a lion. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's so disappointing. That's like so profoundly disappointing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that that people talk about ruining their my ruining people's childhoods a lot on the internet, but I think that you just did a that it's a real real words and not just phony fake language, and b that it is so boring. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, so twenty four we've talked about uh, over the course of the recaps about how twenty four is full of cliches. Uh, I think a, a better way of saying it, it is it is full of convention. It is conventional yes. in, in a very uh, in a very specific sense. And we are have a very conventional sort of episode happening, but it breaks convention very startlingly by having an episode ending moment in the middle of the episode so that it picks up running with the next plot in the second half of the episode. Because yeah, yeah. we, we've established from our previous recaps that we know what the end of a 24 episode looks like. It has a big gesture in it that's connected to all the gestures that come before and tells mm-hmm. you what the episode is about, or at least at the very least sort of refracts and and echoes with the different sorts of plot lines and stories that are happening, either brings them together or provides a source for them, depending upon whether you're looking at it forwards or backwards. In this episode, the episode ending is when Jack Bauer pushes Margot Al-Harazi yeah. out of the window, right? Like, yeah, yeah. That's the end of the episode. And then it starts right away with a new episode, because uh, 24 knows that if it ended the episode on that, then there wouldn't be any forward momentum to carry you into the next episode. Because right. what 24 wants to do is it wants to push you forward into the next episode uh, by declare by 
by declaring something really huge, and then at the beginning of the next episode, totally recanting and changing tack on it. So well, that right. I mean, that's really interesting that yeah. at a certain point, there is a – at a structural level, the the show engages in Bowerian irony, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the, the, there is going to be – there's there's this problem, and then we're immediately going to solve it, and there's another problem. Right? Yeah, that there, yeah, yeah, that, that, you know, oh, we – like you can't have this. Oh, here you go, but you can't have this. Yeah, it yeah. propels you along, uh, uh, along until you get to um, – an end of a season and i think i mean there's ultimately and i think we talked about this a little bit um in the last hour an hour ago uh is that by that logic 24 can never end right Uh, 24 is uh everlasting because um no season of um of 24 no day of 24 ever really really ends i think some of the earlier seasons some of the earlier days do yeah but once you kind of get to um like especially from maybe about four or five onward, even though each of these usually um, ends with Jack dying or disappearing or being taken off to China, it leads this kind of in some ways is just another one of these um, these non sequitur cliffhangers, right? And and that and it sets up the ability and in some ways a slight desire to um, to to find out what happened right it creates the ability to kind of pull on that thread in some way or another um and and to be this just ongoing process of of 24 ness um you know and and uh and and that, i think that's really interesting um this idea of applying this idea of uh, enjambment uh to 24 how it works at the episode level and the season uh level because it's interesting because it's a show that is about units of time whether it's hours or days um and yet so many things that a- about how it works actually ultimately called cut across those um those those divisions of time yeah right and so you have some things that happen within uh the limited periods of times and some things that happen between them and that there's uh, the meaningful divisions um so like you say in this case the meaningful division was really that there was a hour and a half episode that ended around the halfway mark and then another hour and a half episode um that started around the halfway mark well, that, uh, or slightly longer maybe we, we don't know that's yeah, one ahead. way of looking at it. well because that's one way of looking at it definitely but the other way of looking at it is by being conventional and this is how enjambment works in poetry if you establish the expectation for how long the line is supposed to be and there's an interaction between mm-hmm. the cadence of the phrasing of the words that you're using if it forms line divisions at other times that you wouldn't expect and then and the the underlying structure that you've previously established that's still there and is still right. informing what's happening so right. this episode still has a seven o'clock beginning and an or seven o'clock really beginning sure. and an eight o'clock eight o'clock ending and it's the interaction that yeah. it adds a little bit of excitement right it adds a, it definitely is meaningfully it's meaningfully different than just if it were two 90 minute episodes but in a way in a way you know I love that phrase uh, right. there are two 90 minute episodes but there's also one episode that well, has yeah, a big yeah, gesture yeah. In no the no and I think that's right so I guess in terms of kind of plot plot and narrative, there are two 90-minute episodes. But that, I think, doesn't um, – that, that the – then the um, episode of 24, if the unit is – you know, the, the, the unit that we are looking at is um, in part – at least part of this, you know, because part of what's happening is um, – and we, we talked about another kind of structural convention of 24 is moving from um, your mini-boss – 
to your next level boss, right? Or to, and from your medium bad or your smaller bad to a bigger bad. Um, and, and sometimes that happens in, in some seasons with some amount of overlap where you kind of have them both in play at the same time. Or in other cases, uh, it happens like a relay, like a, a, a relay race of evil, right? Where one person dies and, and a certain set of, um, you know, bombs are diffused or, uh, you know, drones are grounded and then it gets handed off to that person's boss or someone who is working kind of in parallel, um, or orthogonally. Uh, and then, then that becomes the, the next problem that is being chased or solved, um, right, and, right. and, and, and the next threat. Um, and so this is an episode where, you know, I think that that is, and you know, we've been starting to see what our second level is looking like um, for a few episodes now, and it centers around um, Navarro, Adrian Cross, um, and the selling of things to the Chinese, right, and, and certain kinds of leakage from the the CIA, and the some of the uh, stakes of that and, and force of that, um, you know, is is that's that's moving into the center uh, in in this episode. So, you know, in some ways, this is an episode by kind of straddling these two stories uh in some ways i feel like there's at least one of the things that it is about um is you know this process of of how you how one keeps going and how how focus shifts without it almost imperceptibly mm-hmm. um and there's a, a few different ways Lines that I think um, line that up uh, to me, but I think that I mean, interestingly, one that uh, when they were talking about the uh, override device, the um, Department of Defense technician who's looking at says, "Well, there's a common architecture to these uh, to these systems," Um, and I feel like that that for me um, reads uh, as there being a a common architecture to. 224 right I, it is, as 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 kind of reflecting on uh, on the conventions um and that i think what's interesting is that he says two other things in um in kind of talking about um sensibly about the override device one he says this gets beyond the firewall um and so this kind of um device um can really um can can subvert uh, kind of defense systems broadly and kind of can play against this common architecture or kind of exploit this common architecture. Um, and then the next thing he says is this isn't just about drones. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that those three things um, I-, I think relate to a number of other things um, that are happening in the mechanics of how you how you propel from one problem being solved to immediately like um, the other thing being, uh, uh, you know, the, the focus as if it was all the time. And I think that the ways in which Jack kind of, uh, there's some really interesting uh, ways in which uh, Jack kind of, the, the Jack kind of goes from one thing to another uh, that I think are really interesting that I, I'd love to talk about uh, as well. And I think there may be some other threads or other entry points, but in terms of just kind of talking about um, this delineation and this process of kind of shifting focus or broadening focus, um, given that it really, um, the, the the resolution of, of the main kind of Al-Harazi threat slash storyline in the middle like puts that um, kind of this structural phenomenon in in kind of close focus. Yeah, it's really interesting that you bring up that the specific wording that the technician was using about 
architecture because right. I definitely feel like this is an episode about architecture. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, yes and and yes. before we move to oh. architecture, I do want to note and congratulate everybody across the internet, including our own commenters, who I should identify by name as I'm currently reading. I haven't had any time to read their comments since, of course, since the last episode ended, but minutes ago. But uh, but looking at their comments, we're on we're on com. I mean, we we basically yeah. we, we just have them on com, so yeah. they're they're coming in in real time. Yeah. So Ben, ben Adams. Uh, of course, uh, our own Ben Adams identifying that Chloe hacked the video system and the president isn't really dead, which is just like the protocols moment, I feel. Well, not the not just the president not being dead, but not only is the president not dead, but then the president is locked in the car with the Yugoslavian guy. Yes. Right? Yes, like, yes. And so not only is he's he not, not Yugoslavian, dead, he's another Eastern European. He's um, Serbian, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, So I guess he is. So he is. So right, U- Yugoslavian works in that it, it contains. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, like it's really interesting, right? Like um, it's like he's no longer Yugoslavian, but that that's not incorrect, right? Right, um, right. So, yeah, I mean, because the the old Twenty Four was. It is interesting that the first season of Twenty Four deals heavily with Bosnia. Right. Yeah. Definitely. And then yep. here in the last season of Twenty Four, Jack Bauer is teamed up with a Serbian. Who, have, of course, were the enemies of Bosnia. For those of you not old enough to remember the conflict in the mid '90s, you know it was about Serbians, ethnic Serbians, do, conducting ethnic cleansing and genocide against ethnic Muslims inside of Bosnia, right? And then the United States intervened there in a military way, and, and Jack Bauer was there uh, and, and had to deal with the repercussions of that legacy. Right, and, and David Palmer made a very controversial call, and that's kind of what they, they had they had been on kind of different sides or different uh, pieces of a, a related operation yeah. um, and and uh, that's why their fates were kind of intertwined uh, in that first uh, season of 24 yeah. if memory serves. I mean this this all sort of is connected because Jack has been going to this really dark place where we're not really entirely sure we trust him anymore. This whole I hate them so much the reason he, well, I'm doing this for me right Jack is kind of yeah. losing his handle and uh, I, I read want to it, talk more about that because I think that that and we we see that again in the kind of in that kind of big gesture scene that happens in the middle of him throwing Margot um, out the window. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. briefly, mad props to Ben and for everyone else who called that the president wasn't actually dead, even though it seemed pretty clear from the video that the president is dead, and even though missiles go a lot faster in I, real what, life. What I want to know <laughs> is if anyone on the internet totally like because everyone had a sense of like, oh, Chloe hacked in, but I, I think that in some ways it's what was very satisfying and hilarious to me about this is that this was a speed solution to a 24 problem <laughs> right that this is right the the um i don't know if you remember uh, oh one i of do my, yeah yeah because yeah. right so this, this is exactly uh in in speed um uh it's uh what the villain is is dennis hopper right um if i'm not mistaken yeah. yep. um has a camera uh, on the bus, and so in addition to the bomb going off, if it um, if the bus goes below um, the the speed limit, it also he has the camera on so they don't try to take anyone off. But they have the idea to set up a loop uh, in the videotape uh, and then get everyone else except for uh, Keanu and um, and Sandra Bullock uh, off of the uh, off of the bus. So this right. is and and so ju- the, both the solution and the way it is found out are almost identical. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and 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 
So and I and so identical in that I I can't help but see it as an homage and uh, <laughs> I, I hope I mean otherwise uh, you know if, if it's just a either plagiarism or unaware uh, <laughs> there's uh, unaware there's oblivious <laughs> there's oblivious <laughs> then that that raises a lot more questions uh, about you know that starts to bower my I start to bower myself <laughs> and like we're like do we really trust my judgment anymore for liking this show <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and believe. Uh, again, with this kind of Bowerian um, rectitude, sense of rectitude, that uh, this was this kind of self-aware nod, and it's awesome, um, <laughs> and and just proceed under that um, uh, assumption. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. But go go on. Okay. Uh, so 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 um, so the president has been locked up, right? Yeah. So a couple of episodes we've seen a couple of times that I think we've identified the themes of the episode correctly, because at the beginning of the episode, they tell us that the theme that we had observed previously is over, right? This idea that, okay, the protocols are done. I don't care about your protocols anymore. We're doing something else in this episode. So if a couple episodes ago we had the boss episode, which was the episode with the Chrysler 200 dodging the missiles that were being fired down on it from the drones, and a lot of that episode was about bosses looking down on other people. Yes. And yes, this yes. is the episode where Jack Bauer locks up his boss and climbs to the top of the building, right? Or like flies to the top of the building. And it ends and it ends in the middle with the tableau of Jack Bauer looking down at Margot Al-Harazi, yeah. right? At, at this woman that he's killed, this unarmed, wounded woman that he's murdered uh, out of vengeance or out of just a desire to, to – of hatred and a desire to like – end her life what have you you know the one thing that he'll be held accountable for as, as he says right yeah now, and 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 I, I think there's something really interesting and i guess you know mild spoiler warning i'll try to just say this without major spoilers um uh just because we haven't totally uh established the entire spoiler policy uh for this specific recap and i know that we do what we need to do to recap 24 but i at the same time i don't want to lose grip of my ethical responsibilities um that the both some of the ways that jack was behaving in that scene and then specifically the shot of margo and Ian on the ground um, reminded me a lot of um, a very specific closing scene from um, from uh, Game of Thrones uh, this season. Um, and I think, I mean, can we can we talk about it? Or I mean, I think we, we just make the reference and we can move on. I don't. I think we yeah, need to talk about. But, it. I mean, just I mean, just the the kind of utter brutality re- yeah. relates very similar to um, the what something from the th- uh, the. Th- third to last or second uh yeah the third to last uh episode the anti-penultimate episode of game of thrones this season right. and so if um you're, you're aware of that think about that shot uh and think about um the uh the 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 uh margo um and and ian's slot of them is this very brief shot of it's, it's very graphic right with their kind of you know again with their heads exploded and blood oozing out and it's very brutal and and horrible and you see this that he did this out of you know i mean again he didn't say the i'm di- i did this one for me but no. he seems to have done that one for him yeah yeah exactly so and then it's interesting the last thing i'll say about this in game of thrones is game of thrones is kind of a you know hobbesian state of nature to a degree where it's right. like everyone is terrible to everyone and i mean yes there are people who are nice to each other and that becomes very special but social constructions are not to be trusted and are generally 
there to be abused. Whereas in 24, people do invest a great deal of faith and personal identity in social constructions that are, that deserve it. Even Jack, who goes rogue, still, like, you know, uses the telephone and probably pays his bill and, like, does a bunch of other things that lead you to believe that he has a lot of respect for just civilization in general. (laughs) This is an interesting question, though, like, because, like, Jack has been off the grid for so long that you – I don't know when he last paid a bill. Yeah, yeah, that's Uh a great – I mean, that's sort of what sense we have about Jack, right? So – but to talk a little bit more about how Jack is the boss – um, he's not, he's, Jack isn't the boss because this isn't this is an episode about architecture. The reason that this really struck me is for me the Downton Abbey scene. Although I think the scene you pointed out with the technician talking about architecture and talking about it not being about drones, I think that might be another good candidate. But as we've noted in twenty four, there's not one scene. It like right. scatters and fragments across yep, the whole yep. episode. But the scene that to me presaged and really informed what was happening. Because the episode was full of action sequences, right? Yes. And and it's easy to look at these action sequences and just think that there's no content in them, that or that the process of choreographing the action sequences yeah. is divorced from the process of creating meaning and patterns and interesting yeah. ideas within yeah. episodes of twenty four. Yeah. I felt yeah. like that was not the case in this episode, and yeah. it hasn't been the case this season. That the action sequences have generally been very elegantly crafted into what the episodes are about. Yep. Yeah. And and we've talked about them as almost balletic in certain times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. So the scene, the action sequence that for me really stood out was when the guy is chasing Jack down the container alley and he looks for him and then Jack is on top of the container and shoots him. Yes, yes, right? yes. And this yep. is such mm-hmm. an obvious, obvious foreshadowing of what's going to happen to Margot Al-Harazi. That yes. Jack is standing on top of the container looking down on him. This is the on the shoulders of giants episode. This is the like, I'm using my architecture episode. Yeah. Like Jack is not, Jack is operating with the full resources at his disposal of his team. And it's about what you can accomplish and what you seek to accomplish when you are kind of the, the tip of the spear. Or when you're supported and lifted up by the, the situations around you. I mean, it relates to Chloe going back to Adrian Cross. You know, she's his, arch- or he's her architecture that group yeah. that she stands with supports her and it and it, reviewed, it deals with how lost uh dave navarro is <laughs> yes steve navarro dave navarro <laughs> yeah, right. how lost dave navarro is when he doesn't have his <laughs> architecture anymore and how like sort of pathetic looking his canvas bag is as he's yeah. kind of fleeing for his life right and, and uh this and i think that's the that's the interesting thing is um because the one thing I noticed about a lot of the action sequences in the first half of the episode is that they in- heavily involved props and shields and devices. So yes. Kate and Chris yes. from The Wire are pushing the car, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. using the car for cover, and when they need to get to another place, they move the car to go with them. They don't go it alone. They bring their architecture with them where they're going. And there was another shot that really struck me where Jack looks down the, uh, the hallway and sees the gunman, and then he ducks back and they shoot at him and a giant chunk of the wall gets blasted off and it really really demands that you pay attention to the fact that there's a wall there and that Jack is in a hallway and that this wall is protecting Jack in a similar way to how the car is protecting Kate and Chris and then Jack is standing on the window having thrown Ian and Margot off, right? And then this yes. idea that Margot and Ian have discarded their architecture, most of their architecture. They only have the one drone left. 
and thus this makes them vulnerable because the person with more architecture and this speaks broadly what is architecture in this sense it's it's a combination of kind of material objects uh logistical support uh just kind of a, a sense of self that's related to your relationship with other supportive hmm. things right yeah. like the idea is that the idea that reinforcement equals strength you know, Jack, yes. when, when Kate says, Jack, it's reinforcements. Backup yeah, has just arrived. reinforcements are here. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Like, they have, Jack has backup. Is it Jack's backup that shows up, or is it Margot Halrazi's backup that shows no, up? No, it's, I mean, I think it's Kate's backup. Kate's so backup, it's, I mean, yeah. it's on the Jack side. Yeah, but, um, yeah, exactly. That's my understanding. But it's ambiguous for a second. Right, right. Um, but, that, yeah, that I, I think I understand that as being um, CIA backup. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and, and so I think, that, and then the other piece of that, just kind of ring, keep bringing the changes in that scene, um, that kind of between the piece of the wall getting torn out and Jack looking down out of the window is the, there, one of the things Jack says right around that time, uh, is, is I'm taking heavy fire. I have to find another way. And, and he goes up back up to the roof and then down and, and, and actually takes a piece of the building, right? right. Takes, um, or like wires, disconnects them, r- removes them from the building, ties them and repels down. Which is amazing. He actually uses the building itself to enter the building. Right, exactly. Yeah. No, yep. and he, he changes, he changes the building, right? And then as he repels down, they see him, Ian fires at him, um, and so also changes the building, um, right. but in a way that is ultimately opening the doorway to, um, to his, his and, uh, and Margot's demise, right? That, and so that he kind of goes and, cause you see Jack swing down, so he goes in and looks down, and Jack is once again above him, right? right? And Jack is above him, grabs him, and throws him down right um and so this kind of ability to move to to um with in in the context of structure um change the structure and then move around the structure um i think are really interesting right because it's about and so that i think that there is a sense of um a a a bossness here but so the in the boss episode the bossness is about um primarily like or not primarily like purely um social architectures um mm-hmm. of, of hierarchies organizations um and this and and there's something that I'm, I'm seeing in this episode is that there's an argument being made for you know um a the kind of bossness um that resides in the ability to navigate and shape um more physical things, right? the more physical side of, of space. Um, and obviously they're not totally divorced from one another, but this holds constant some of the more um, organizational dynamics and explores um, a lot of the more physical um, uh, elements of that. And right. so I, yeah, yeah. And so I think that that's um, absolutely, absolutely right on. Yeah, I, th- I think that the boss episode is very much about the helplessness of the people who aren't bosses to yeah. interact with each other, right? We talked about how if you're an agent, if I'm an agent of one principle and you're the agent of the other principle, we can't interact with each other. We have nothing to do towards each other. But th- this episode, it doesn't this episode being within that sort of structure you have capability and freedom of movement and you can do things you can and you can use the structure and you can adapt and change the structure it's almost like the inanimate objects in that scene are like I'm thinking of the last scene of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. Yes. Not the last, last scene, but where it's like, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. And the right. New Yorkers are throwing like cinder blocks at the Green Goblin. Except right. instead of people, it's just like the building. Like the right. building is, is like fighting Margot Al-Harazi. Uh, and this is this idea that if you're a terrorist in this manner, you are outside of the house, 
right? If we want to sort of, this is almost like, um, it's almost biblical in the sense that, you know, the community is like a, is like a, a physical building, right? Like they, right. there's a lot of, there's some metaphors in the Bible about how like the, the people who are in the church are like the physical building of the church, right? And then this is kind of a foundational idea in, societal in western civilization of like we're all you know here's the church here's the steeple open doors here's all the people you know we're all part of this home that we make for each other right uh, and, and this and this is uh and this is the home that is, is sort of if you're not welcome in the home then the home will kind of reject and spit you out and it won't really be any one person's fault uh except right. in this case killing margo al-harazi it's it's notable on one hand that killing margo al-harazi is jack's fault but it's also notable that killing everybody else isn't his fault at all uh, and this goes back to the episode where they talked about personal responsibility and taking right. responsibility for things, it's, which is really interesting in this context because the president was taking responsibility for something that he didn't order, right? Because Mark uh, right. Mark ordered it, right? Right, um, right. Mark, Mark, um, Mark Boudreau ordered the strike that killed Margot Al-Razi's father. Well, and he also never never knew that, that it killed, like, children, right? right. The, so it's not only that – yeah, the, there is – um, someone else ordered it, and then he did not know about the consequences. But just like upon immediately upon learning of them, he takes responsibility. Exactly. So there's this idea that the systemic effects of the of the, your position can be something yeah. that you are personally to blame for. But in this episode, we've turned that over, and it is the the system. You know, hmm. like the wall defends itself uh, in, a, in a sort of Game of Thrones kind of way, where like you screwed with the system, and now the system is doing the predictable thing by screwing with you, and yeah. you should have you should have expected that this was going to happen, and therefore this isn't your fault. Uh, the one thing that yeah. is your the one thing that is that is going or this is my fault. The one thing that is my fault is that I'm going to choose to murder you right now, yeah. uh, rather rather than you know do what the system wants me to do, which is have you in custody, um, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I think well, I, th- that's actually kind of interesting, though, because I think that I mean, you, I, I could actually argue that the um, social system wants Jack to put um, Margot in in custody. Um, you know, the organizational system, the set of laws and protocols yeah. um, and bosses, and the physical system. I mean. Look, that window wants someone to be thrown out of it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the physical system, if not demanding, certainly suggests and facilitates that, right? So that in some ways the physical system and the social system are actually at odds with one another um, and, and, uh, and at the very least create an, uh, an enabling environment. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, it's the other um, metaphor that I was thinking of um, especially as of the system kind of providing some corrections made me also think of the body and think of like an immune system mm. um, and various other elements of the body and how some um, elements within the body have a symbiotic relationship with the body and wor- they work together. And in other cases, the body expels a foreign body and, um, and, and kind of uh, militates against it. Mm. Um, and so I think that this kind of uh, way of thinking – and there's a lot of other ways to think about structure or systemic uh, factors um, that are more, um, you know, bio- biological, biophysical, right? That um, not just purely socially constructed, um, but also can be constructed and reconstructed by by people um, in a in a way. Um, yeah. Uh, what other? Uh, where else did you see this, or what? What were other scenes that you felt? So, uh, so were, the challenge. Were... One of the challenges of this episode is, or one of the questions is, 
does the second half of the episode relate to what's happening in the first half of the episode? Does it hew to some of the same concepts? And the the impulse at first might be no. Uh, I think that the more we look at it and the more we talk about it, the more to me it it obviously does. Yes. And the ways that it's different are interesting and the ways that are similar are interesting. The scene that comes to mind right now is the scene, which is, I think, wonderfully acted by – by Steve Navarro. What's Steve? Benjamin, Benjamin Bratt. Bratt right, Wonderfully yeah. acted by Benjamin Bratt, where Jack Bauer is asking his friend at Langley to yes. find out the identity of the fingerprinted killer of Jordan, right? And Benjamin Bratt has this, like, terror going on. Mm-hmm. It just seems like the blood is draining out of his body. He's, like, losing weight in front of you. He is just so distraught at the the obvious, you know, inevitable thing that is going to happen to him. And there's, there's a couple of great moments. One of the great ones is, you know, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, t- I'll talk to my guy. You talk to your guy. We'll see who gets it faster. Right. Yeah. And this and is it was t- awesome. Yeah. That was like awesome. Cause like Jack's smile there is just this like, it's like, Oh yeah, we're going to, we're just having a, a cock fight. Like, yeah. Let me, uh, I'll show you yours. You show me mine. Yeah. Right? Or wait, well, I, uh, no, wait, I'll show you mine. You show me yours. Well, Cause at this point, Jack, this is an interesting, this is an interesting counterpoint to the principal agent relationship between Jack and Simone, where, you know, yes. Simone tells Jack where Jack wants Simone to do what he wants to do. And, and, uh, Simone wants, and Jack wants Simone to do what he wants her to do and she says i'm not going to betray you to you know i'm not going to betray my mother to you right where it's like okay well we're both agents of different principles we don't have a way of relating to each other here jack says we both are standing on our own respective architectures like let's see who can pee farthest off the top right like it's like it's 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 that he recognizes that navarro also has an architecture that he's standing on right navarro is also sort of standing on top of a building looking out of a window just like he is and isn't it fun right isn't it great and navarro's horror is that he isn't standing on architecture anymore he's gone rogue and nobody knows it because he's been going rogue very slowly (laughs) (laughs) right yeah this is like the um the the rogue cycle that is like moving it's like at the the rogue cycle that it makes me think of um you know the the convention in um in in uh, uh inception right uh, of the how sounds what sounds sound like at the um at at deeper levels of the dream right so that he's <laughs> you know his rogue cycle is at just like uh or it's just even just like you know running a um an, a vinyl lp at like a slower speed right yeah. so his, his his rogue cycle is um moving you know in just kind of glacially right um and and so yeah i think that really but now he's kind of very slowly and it has accelerated and he gets um really jettisoned out right and i think again as we talk about the you know choreography of um action sequences and and how they relate to architecture um you see that again in that sequence that makes like the last um kind of beat of this episode of jack chasing Nuvaro through these through the cia catacombs right um through these these brick uh these brick arched tunnels beneath the uh, London CIA station um, and, and then they and then they eject out into the street. It's notable because um, he leaves his place of height. He descends. 
right? Yeah. Navarro descends. He, he, it's very, it's like, it's Dantean, right? He's like going deeper into hell because right. he's lost his position of privilege. Yes. And he, he's lost the architecture, the social architecture that supports him. And so he flees downstairs and Jack has to follow him. The, right. Jack following him down the stairs is a great echo of Jack looking down at Margot Alharazi yep. as their, yep. their spatial relationship with each other. And then yeah. of course, oh, I can't find you at the bottom versus Jack definitely seeing Margot Alharazi at the bottom. And there's right. uh, the difference right there. Well, the, right. Right, where it's like, and it's interesting because I mean, uh, not to be super gross, but to be a little gross. I mean, I, f- I kind of think of also going the way that, um, like, I feel like Al Harazi, like, to stick with my kind of body metaphor, Al Harazi kind of gets vomited out, right? Yeah. That she gets thrown out of the head, and, um, and, and Navarro kind of gets pooped out, right? That he's going through really the bowels of the CIA and then just kind of slide, you know, it just kind of slithers out the back end, right? Yep, <laughs> um, yep. Uh, and, and, and he still is going down, but it's, uh, with, with less force, right? And, uh, and, and, uh, but is still ejected from the architecture, right. um, in, in another way. Um, yeah. But go on. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, no. So, I mean, just the, the two moments there are just the moment where he, Jack thinks that everything is fun in games and they're both standing mm-hmm. on solid ground and makes that joke. And just also like the – um yeah, just the, the anticipation that Navarro has that something has gone terribly wrong because what Jack – Jack has appeared in his office. I mean, the funny thing to say is that, like, shoot, I, when you go rogue, you need to stay at least two rooms away from Jack Bauer at all times. He figures <laughs> that out, right? Where it's like, oh, I have to be in the interrogation room when I go rogue, and Jack has to have to go down the hallway, and then I have time to escape. No, but right. the other thing is that it's not just that Jack is there alone. It's that Navarro sees that Jack is there and that Jack has architecture and that he can't can no longer... Uh, rely solely on his position in the organization to protect him because right. there's another organization. It's, it's like that he notices that there's another house, right? That there's a house that his, he has managed to not get vomited out by his house. Right. He has managed to not have the architecture around him rebel against him yet and eject him and kick him out. And presumably he's been doing bad things for a while. But this idea that, oh, oh, there's another structure here and it has legitimacy. And yeah. this, this harkens back to back when Jack was working for the Department of Defense under Secretary of Defense Heller way right. back in, in – uh, was it season three or four? I think um, it's four. Four, I, yeah, in season four. Serves, yeah. Uh, season three being the only season that has a proper ending because it's the one where Jack cries in the parking lot. Right, right. Um, but season four where Jack is working for the Department of Defense and he goes to CTU and he has kind of a different um, yeah. mandate, right? Well, here it's it's so much more uh, artistically powerful, Jack's different mandate. Just walking yeah. – because he walks like literally into his office. And not only is he – because Jack was also wearing a suit, right, to separate himself from the casual, fun, you know, mock turtleneck CTU crew or whatever it was. <laughs> I love I, – I just – I love um, whenever Jack puts on – it's not exactly a mock turtleneck. It's a just a long sleeve T-shirt. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and it, it's it's just amazing because um, there was another um, – I, I, I guess I re, uh, recently was – was getting caught up and early in season six there's a time there's a moment where he's in a button-down shirt um when he's being like handed off as basically this like bait or a a kind of a a gift uh, or a trade for uh, for a terrorist um and he's putting a button-down shirt for that for some reason and it's buttoned up all the way to the neck and then he goes rogue um and the first thing he does when he goes rogue is uh is put on a long sleeve t-shirt uh so <laughs> 
Um, and it's yeah, it's it's really uh, it's 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 really awesome. It's actually it's like it's like you know people bandy normcore about a lot, but that is normcore, yeah. right? The, the Jack Bauer uh, long sleeve T shirt is about as normcore as it gets because it's um, it's nondescript. Um, it, part right that part of why it's useful is that no one can really describe him. If they're like saying, "Well, who like who is the guy who blew up this building?" Like, well, he was wearing like a, a gray long sleeve t shirt and gray slacks. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> slacks. <laughs> I don't know what does he wear. He doesn't wear sweatpants. Like, no, he doesn't no, wear, je- he doesn't he wear jeans. Yeah, like, yeah. Not, not not slacks. Slacks aren't right. They're pleated. I think he wears like chinos. Does he wear chinos? <laughs> I'm looking. I'm, I want to. I just googled Jack Bauer pants. <laughs> and let's see. Well, he wears. He's wearing jeans in a lot of these pictures. Like I see. dark jeans. I see. Um, but let's see. Uh, oh, there's a picture of Jack Bauer of Kiefer Sutherland in a diner with no pants on. Um, <laughs> apparently, no. He's wearing slacks in that picture. Uh, there's a lot of the copies of the picture of Keith Sutherland with no pants on. So there, what we're saying is that there is not a common architecture of, of Jack's pants. Um, I mean, I think a lot of it seems to be like black jeans, which right, is really okay. very yes, normcore. Yes. Yeah, 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 good. That's, that fits with my theory, right? Yeah. That it's, it's dyed, dyed jeans. Yeah, sometimes um, he has a light cargo pant, but uh, not with a visible externally protruding uh, pocket. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a picture of Jack Bauer and Batman. I do encourage you to, to Google Jack Bauer pants because it's hilarious. Um, so I, I, I want to talk about this uh, a little more because I, I like this idea. I think what it um, – I'm trying to think about how to um, – again, because I, I love metaphoring these things up. And I, I, what, I, what I, I think of is you know in this idea of architecture that we're thinking of is these – the um, that – in this, so when we move to the more one notch more metaphorical, um, so that I think that okay, so I guess that how it like starts to intersect back. So one thing, one thing I see is that in the second half, you start to get the social and organizational part. Um, comes back in, right? So if, if, if you think of like a DJ, like in the first half, the DJ kind of turned down, um, the, like pulled the fader down on the organizational piece and focused on much more of the physical part. And then, um, as, um, when, when, uh, when, when, <laughs> when the drop happens, um, <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, when the when the drop happens, then then he starts bringing up the fader on the organizational thing. So that what's interesting is that the same physical space can have different um, organizational architectures overlaid on it, and that you can have um, this same, so that and, and and this is kind of what's going on in that the CIA space Navarro is realizing that it is not what he thought it was. Um, and, and that's in part because of the, um, of the, the social organization and the social kind of architecture that Jack has as, at his disposal in terms of the people that can do favors, uh, for him. Um, and I think the other place where you see kind of overlapping social architectures, um, is also in the, um, is 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 in Chloe kind of moving from the Jack sphere of influence to the Adrian sphere, um, and there is even this moment where he says, um, uh, "Let's see where I can um, uh, find it." Um, 
that that he basically says to Chloe, um, like, come on in, we'll give you support. Um, and she says, um, you know, and, 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 and then she says, uh, yeah, and I can't, I can't exactly find it. Um, but that he, he says, you know, we'll bring you in. And, and, and she says, um, uh, well, you know, it was good to see you, Jack. It was like old times, but you know, uh, you know, Al Harazi is dead. It's not my problem anymore. Um, and I think that that is also um, interesting because, as we see at the very, very end, it is more her problem than it ever was. Right? <laughs> like, you, she's it, she's driving away uh, in in the in the car with the scarf wearing problem. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he offers her. That's does he really say we'll give you support? I, I think so. Jack wow. says. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure, and I thought I wrote it down. Um, so I was I was uh, scrolling through my notes um, and looking for it. But I believe when Jack is having Chloe come in um, to w- take a look at the at the override device, he says, "I think bring in. There's more support here. Uh, oh, okay. There's something like that." And what um, she's basically saying is, "I already have support." Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. So right, and so th- and, and that there is this, and you see that. I mean, part of how they um, locate uh, Al Harazi is in drawing on that second um, that second uh, support system, that second architecture. Um, but then, as a result, if so, this is so Navarro and Jack is two people with two different kind of with two different architectures in the same space, and Chloe is um, one person with two different uh, architectures overlapping like a Venn diagram in one kind of space right so that the like the this crowded pub is the like l- spatial overlap between two different architectures right it's the outer corner of both um Jack land and Adrian land um and then she in this one kind of um leaves the the jack uh architecture um and you know it says well it was like it was again it was like old times um which is which really was- interesting when we think of where we meet chloe where when and her conversation with jack where jack says that you can't bring back people right, right. The, the ironic conversation we keep quoting where where jack's or we keep referencing where jack says you can't bring back the people that you've loved and lost where when they're sitting right there in the car and they right. have been brought back and here here is chloe conceding that you can you can bring back the past to some degree right it was like old times it wasn't old times but it was like old times right um right yeah exactly and i think that that's very interesting it'll be interesting to see obviously she's not getting out of the you know that she's now on a very different side of that than she usually is and so it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out over the next um three episodes right 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 definitely man um i think well another thing just i wanted to say about kind of in the um that, that happens in that scene where Jack is in um, in the CIA headquarters. So in addition to this kind of the the jockeying and the, the kind of spatial politics of the interaction between uh, Jack and Navarro, I think there's this really other really interesting um, thing that happens uh, that I alluded to earlier that is uh, something that happens a lot in 24 where, okay, so there's this very brief moment um, where – you know, Jack throws Margot out of the window. Um, the, one of the next beats that we see is he he shares this um, this handshake with uh, with Kate, right? And, and Jack whispers, "Good work." Right? 
Um, and then, uh, and then he's like, I'll, I'll see you back there. And he's like, and he's, he's like, you know, smiling just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then he gets back, uh, and says, uh, and one of the first things he says, Oh, where's Agent Morgan? And he said, Well, we lost one of our, in somebody says, we lost one of our, our agents. And immediately Jack says, Son of a bitch. And, yeah. And I think that it's, it makes you think it, it would be interesting to um, – we've talked a lot about the use of damn it in 24. But like son of a bitch is interesting because it's like what it signals in the 24 lexicon is uh, this is not what I thought it was. Yes, yeah, there's something right? I didn't think about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's something I didn't think about and now I must pursue it. <laughs> With every fiber of my being. <laughs> and this is, again, Jack the demigod. Jack the inanimate object, right? Yeah, yeah, Jack yeah, the yeah, immovable yeah. object. Yeah, yeah, no. It's, yeah. it's just a force acting on him. Because mm-hmm. uh, immediately, cause it son of a bitch, what the hell happened? Right. Um, and, and, and he's just... And, and he springs into action immediately, um, and 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 just pivots uh, to 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 calling about this, like and and like does it have something to do with Margot and the drones? Yeah. <laughs> and 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 that that itself, because like he because it's for him, it's done when it's totally done. It's never done, right? And so that that's why for Jack, um, uh, for Jack, it, it doesn't end. Um, and that, and on the one hand, you make progress uh, and you you solve problems, but then there are other problems. And, and in some ways, Jack creates that. Right? Jack could say, "That's not my problem." Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, I hope you guys work that out. But immediately, Jack says, "Son of a bitch." Yeah. Um, and I think that that is really, really uh, very uh, interesting, and it like echoes. Um, I mean, I think it's really, really interesting to something that happens early, very early in the episode when he's talking to Heller, and Heller is saying, oh, there's still one drone out there. Uh, you should have just let them kill me. And Jack says, well, sir, um, where we were an hour ago, I consider this a success. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I think that that is amazing because the goalposts <laughs> just keep changing over and over. Yep, yep. Uh, um, and so, like, it's like uh, it's like the song "Closing Time," right? Every new, every ending is another. Wait, what is every it? every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Yes, yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, and so every every Jack Bowering comes from some other Jack Bowers. <laughs> Jack Bowering. <laughs> I, I found the quote, by the way. It's when Jack first. Uh, tells everyone to to help Chloe out. He tells, give her whatever support she needs. She can't do this on her own, right? I, yeah. Right after he lets everyone know that Chloe hacked the drone and they're trying to track I, the that's drones it. down. That is, that's where it is. Yep. Yep. Right, 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 right. So I probably did. I was looking for it in the wrong part of my yeah. notes, um, but I, I knew it was there. Yep, um, yep. Just the use of the word support, the use of the word architecture, right, and the, and the buildings. I like how Jack is – you think that Jack is kind of standing on top of the house, but he's actually kind of part of the house. If we compare the building to an immune system, the social structures to an immune system, the way that Jack instinctually reacts to the emergence of a new threat is biological, right? Right. He's just he's, – he's a terroristophage. That is going right. out there yeah, to try to expel totally. terrorists, and he can't help himself. Uh, it is like old times. This is not for me. He's not doing this for me, right? For most of the case, he's doing it for the architecture. He's doing right. it as part of this machine. So the one scene that we didn't talk about is the absence of the machine. I did. We did talk about it very briefly, but um, oh gosh, what's his what's his name? Not Beltron, but uh, uh is uh, is uh, Belchick. Belchick, yeah, Belchick, and and and. and uh, 
it, it, Heller goes, ah, Bella check what? Yeah. <laughs> hey, no, just Bill check. He says like Madonna, right? Is that what he says? Is that what he says? Or no? Or did the AV Club just say that? I just Bell check. Yeah, just okay, man, just Bell check. And so Bell check is just like. He is in his own car. He is in this car. He is the whole entirety of the architecture. He is his yes. own house, right? Yeah. And he's he- like a tur- he's basically a turtle. Yeah. <laughs> Right, like, like he just carries it with him on his back. Yeah, he's the Jode family going out to California. He's, he's the, everything contained in his car. Yes. His whole life is on the move, and the, that the president, when the president is with Belchek, who does not associate with support organizations and is on his own, right? The president is powerless. Um, right, because the president can't do anything on his own, just like uh, Zach, uh, Jack says that uh, uh, Chloe can't. I almost said Zach says that Zoe can't, but it's Jack <laughs> says that Chloe can't. Uh, um, well, I think that that's interesting because then that also echoes um, the boss episode in an interesting way too. He says that's a direct order from the president of the United States, and Belichick says, "Well, I'm not an American, and we're not in America." Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. You know, and he, then he locks the the car doors. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep. which is like really awesome because I I mean I assume they doesn't have like child locks on. I mean, like Heller could just unlock them, but it just like the the symbolism of locking the car doors um, sends that message, right? That you you are on my island now, right? Um, and and I think that that is very uh, interesting. Um, was there anything else in that kind of in that scene, or or um, we actually had a lot of. Uh, there, there was like a fair amount of um, Belchick this season. I, don't, I, I wasn't sure if that was like just like there were lots of like kind of long looks from Belchick. I don't know what if that was if if that what that was doing and if that was kind of some excess fat that was not trimmed or with if, if that is kind of relating to this idea of him again. If a lot of these episodes have these kind of inverses or mirrors in them um that that we get a lot of bill check because it's um you know because he has his own you know hyper minimalist architecture yeah um and that that and and that's this contrast with you know jack jack in the machine or jack jack in the in the body in the structure right i think it's interesting because bell check if if we take this idea that we advanced early on in this recap and say that bell check by virtue of being serbian represents something that is foreign to jack bauer who himself emerged from being on the bosnian side of the bosnio-serbian conflict in the mid-90s then there might be a degree to which and bell check is also totally alone Whereas in this episode, at least, whereas Jack Bauer is is uh, generally part of organizations, Je- like Belichick isn't even he's like perma rogue, but he's not even rogue. Like he's just by himself. He's just solitary, right? Right. He's dark, and, right? Yeah, he's, yeah. He's dark in the language of twenty four. But there isn't. Any, but Belichick is also. There's not even any sense that anyone is even looking for Belichick, right? There's like yeah. the one point where Jack says he's with me. Right, so you can't take him. But uh, but other than that, Belichick is is totally solitary. Belichick has a lot of qualities that we would not expect Bel- uh, Jack Bauer to have, and it's almost like he represents the change that he has, or he is a locus of the change that has happened to Jack Bauer since season eight. And the the season may never pay this off entirely. It may just be character development for texture. But there's a possibility that the season will pay it off, and we will see some sort of tremendous difference, right? Some sort of final reckoning in terms of how Jack Bauer has changed right. since the from the Jack Bauer that we knew back during the mainline uh, uh, 24 TV show, right? It's that this that Jack Bauer like wanders around Eastern Europe by himself. You know, he like you know. 
it follows his own agenda. It doesn't react to the things that happen around him uh, the way that the system wants him to, right? He's, you know, he doesn't respect the president of the United States, which is one of the most unjack Bowerly things to do, right? Is to not yeah. care about the president. So, yeah. yeah. Or it's, I think what's interesting is that these are, I mean, it would be interesting to see that it's, you know, in some ways, these things are all mutations of things that were core Jack Bauer things. Right. Um, but they're, they're kind of heightened and they're, they're slightly done slightly differently, right? That it's that he respects the president of the United States, but has learned that it is, you know, often, often fallible, right? But it gets, it gets reconciled and, and, you know, it's always Jack would, I, I would, I mean, it'll be interesting to see in some ways whether jack is becomes self-aware about changing or uh insists that it's all still consistent um and i think that that is is interesting um because you know in some ways even kind of midway through i mean you do see transformations in jack throughout um the mainline season uh the mainline uh series as well um and i think especially um a big moment again this these are the seasons i've watched most recently um is in season 5 very near the end where he um shoots uh chris i think it's chris henderson who was yeah. his former um uh ctu boss um and and who was one of the big bads um throughout uh season 5 and um and that you know he has given uh, had given Henderson uh, an unloaded weapon and then proceeds to shoot him um, right. in the like, you know, second to last episode. Right. And so that um, and, and then that was like a moment and you see this moment where like this um, petty officer, this like young naval officer that was helping them get on this uh, submarine and de- defuse these uh, missiles that were going to be fired all over Los Angeles Um uh, you know, sees Jack comes back up out of the hatch just as Jack is shooting this essentially unarmed man. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's never a reckoning in that season, really. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but you already see this as as being a slight um corruption of of like what we had known Jack Bauer to do, right? And so it's this interesting thing where Jack kind of does go on his own because he thinks he knows what is the right thing um and he has these certain kind of guiding principles but then as all of these things accumulate over time there get more and more um contradictions emerge and and the the scope of what gets included within this these these certain sets of directives gets so big and broad that at a certain point it's hard for them to be all consistent with one another or impossible hey ryan hey yeah come over here by this vent yeah do you take a deep breath do you smell that yeah the lack of acidity yeah the aroma i think that is that could it be i feel like somewhere i don't know where this vent goes but i'm pretty sure that on the other side of this vent is our cold brewed coffee it might not be ours but But it's it's someone's help me pry it off all right. Uh, here, uh, I'll, g- I'll get down on all fours. Okay. Um, and you just get on my back so you can get a little more purchase on it. Okay. Well, are you sure that maybe, I mean, maybe I should get down on all fours and then you should get up because oh, maybe you can. Yeah. Yeah. Let's use exactly. our own personal architecture yes. a little more effectively. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. 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 Okay. All right. Okay. I, I, I got it. I got right. it. You got, I got it. it. I got it. Okay. Pull your, all right. Can you pull yourself in. I'm in. All right, Ryan. I'm going to keep the recap going. 
All right. I'm going to go down this vent and see what I can find. If I'm not back in five minutes, come get me.